Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here comes a lightning bolt. Charger fans are witnesses to history. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go. Welcome, everybody, to Lightning Round Podcast. I am Garrett Sisti. This is the solo edition of the Lightning Round Podcast. I was at the first day of training camp today, so you probably saw some of my tweets over at Garrett Sisti, and I just kind of wanted to put it all together in a concise little short podcast so that I can get all my thoughts out and takeaways from the first day of training camp. So first things first, we all thought that Derwin James wasn't going to be practicing today only because... Staley was going to kind of slow roll him with his injury, but we found out that it's not because of that. It's because he's going to hold out until they get a contract done, which makes some sense. The Chargers let Derwin's team know, the last I heard, that they wanted to see how Derwin's injury would hold up in practice, so they wanted to see him practice a little bit and make sure that he's 100%. But seems Derwin James' team has taken control here and put the ball in their court and said, let's just get a deal done. Forget all that, which makes sense from Derwin's side because you know, they could kick this can down the road for a long time. But if he's not there, you got to kind of expedite that process. So that's kind of what their team's thinking right now. And I'm sure they're going to get a deal done. It was pretty close uh, last I heard. They were just kind of waiting. It was kind of a wait and see to see how that injury was playing out. But they'll get something done. They usually do. You know, Tom Telesco usually signs the guys, re-signs the guys he really wants. So, and Derwin's one of those guys. So, that deal will get done soon. I'm sh- I'm sure of it. Uh, so, in his place, in Derwin's place, was Alohi Gilman. So it was Nasir Adderley as one of the safeties, and Alohi Gilman was taken over for Derwin James. We also saw a little bit of JT Woods, the third round pick, sprinkled in there as the in the safety group as well with the starters. So, just to, just to give you an idea of what the package looked like when they went eleven on eleven. Uh, inside the defensive tackles, the interior defensive linemen were um, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. It was 
Jerry Tillery and Morgan Fox. Uh, we saw a little bit of Austin Johnson uh, worked in there as well. For the linebackers, it was Kyle Van Oy and it was Drew Tranquil. And then we saw Troy Reader also in that first team uh, linebacker group. In terms of the edges, we saw Joey Bosa. Uh, Khalil Mack was kind of on and off practice today. He was in some drills. He wasn't in other drills. In his place was Chris Rumpf. So we saw a lot of Chris Rumpf today. And then after him was Emeka Boule. But we saw Chris Rumpf kind of sprinkled in with the starters. And then at corners, it was J.C. Jackson on one side, Santi Samuel Jr. on the other side. And then Bryce Callahan was the slot corner. And then Michael Davis was getting sprinkled in there as the fourth corner with the starters. So the top four corners were kind of solidified today. We saw J.C. Jackson, of course, Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, Michael Davis, and the fifth corner was Tavon Campbell. So he was ahead of Jasir Taylor and Dion Leonard, kind of those rookie DBs. So, you know, the vet kind of getting the first crack at that spot. So uh, right now, Tavon Campbell is cornerback number five in terms of your depth chart. Then... I think that was it. And then, you know, uh, as I mentioned before, Nasir Adderley and Alohi Gilman up top for your safeties. Um, JC Jackson got a big pass breakup today. Chargers already posted a video of it. It was on coverage of Mike Williams. Uh, that's going to be first of many for him. So uh, it was good to see JC Jackson already making a splash in the first day of training camp. Um, we saw, uh, speaking of the rookie DBs, Dion Leonard had a really, really good rep today. He had a pass thrown his way. He squeezed the wide receiver against the sideline. I can't remember who the wide receiver was, but he was squeezing him against the sideline, kind of used the sideline as his friend, uh, turned around and forced an incompletion. The wide receiver had to kind of come back in and die for the ball. It was really, really tight coverage. It was a really good rep by Dion Leonard today. Um, we saw, just uh, thinking of DBs, Mark Webb today, which was nice. Got to see Mark Webb. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while, and he recovered a fumble. I think it was a fumble, and then they uh, ended up blowing it dead. And I want to say it was Larry Roundtree who fumbled it, but uh, don't quote me on that. But, you know, Mark Webb ended up getting in there. Nothing much outside of that because they only did two 11-on-11s today. They didn't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one drills. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, And also some interior defensive line guys made some splash plays. Joe Gaziano with the biggest one, he tipped a pass to himself, intercepted it, ran it in for a touchdown, big man touchdown, huge spike, Gronk-like spike in the end zone, which is great. All effort, uh, loved the celebration, and he was pumped, and so was the defensive sideline. So Joe Gaziano uh, getting an interception, able to tip the ball that was thrown by Easton Stick, catch it, and return it for a touchdown. Uh, Joe Gaziano making a big splash play. The other splash play on the interior defensive line was was from Brendan Fajoko, who knifed in the interior of the offensive line against uh, the center, and I don't remember who it was at the time because they also were doing 11-on-11s on the far field, so it was, a, it was really hard to kind of get a grasp on what was happening, but uh, we did our best. And so uh, he was able to knife into the backfield and get a would-be tackle for a loss. So Brendan Fajoko, Joe Gaziano kind of competing for one of those bottom, if not two bottom, defensive line uh, depth chart spot. So uh, both making uh, good plays today and kind of uh, improving their case a little bit. So uh, good on both of them. And the biggest takeaway for me today, uh, this is include defense and offense. And we're, if we're putting Derwin James aside, which obviously was the big headline today, the difference between Khalil Mack and everybody else. And I know you're thinking like, duh, obviously, but uh, Joy Bosa and Chris Rump versus uh, Joy Bosa and Khalil Mack. 
it is wild to see the difference. They did the first 11 on 11s and Cleo Mack was not in on that. It was Chris Rumpf. And it seemed like Justin Herbert had a lot, uh, enough time to kind of have routes developed down the field. He had some time to complete some passes down the field, some intermediate passes, one deep pass. So he had some time. And then when Cleo Mack came in on the second 11 on 11s, which was their second and last 11 on 11, it was like the walls were caving in on Justin Herbert. Everything was check down city. His clock got sped up. Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa were just closing that pocket instantly. And he had no time to get anything downfield as a check down to Gerald Everett or to Austin Eckler. You did not see any routes develop in the intermediate field or the deep part of the, not even the deep part of the field. Definitely not that. But Mack and Bosa were just worlds better. And you know, I, I've been to a lot of camps and I just, I just don't remember seeing that type of pass rush, even with Melvin Ingram, to be honest with you, than what I saw today in that 11 on 11. And it was the first day and, and, you know, Mac was kind of gassed up today, but man, the difference of having Cleo Mac on this team is really going to do them wonders. You, you can tell right away. Uh, so on offense, we uh, talked about, you know, the depth chart for the, uh, for the defense, for offensive line, from uh, left to center, it's the same. Rashawn Slater at left tackle, Matt Filer left guard, Corey Lindsley at center. Zion Johnson, the rookie first-round pick, is going to be your starting right guard. He got reps with the first-team and second-team offensive line, so he's getting a lot of work out there, which is great for him. And then at right tackle, it was pretty much a 50-50 split between Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins. So those two are obviously going to be battling it out for right tackle. And then Jamari Saylor, the rookie, uh, is going to be playing left guard. He was the second team left guard for the Chargers today. Um, Easton Stick had a really, really rough day. Uh, there weren't a lot of bad plays today, uh, except I think Roundtree fumbled. Somebody fumbled. I think it was Roundtree. Somebody fumbled. That was bad. Easton Stick, like I mentioned, had the interception already. Uh, from Gaziano, uh, threw a ball too low. Gaziano got a hand on it. And then also there was a second time where he was trying to complete a slant across the middle. The coverage was way too tight on the wide receiver. Uh, forgive me. I don't, I don't know who was the first wide receiver. It hit him off his chest with the, uh, corner able to get his hand in there. So there's no way to complete that pass. The ball pops up in the air and luckily Jason Moore is right behind him to catch the ball and it's a reception on paper, but a terrible decision from Easton stick in the film room. So while you count that in the books as a reception, he will get scolded in the room for making that throw. No need to make that throw. It was way too tight of coverage. I uh, got to either tuck it and run or throw it away. And I know that's not fun in 11 on 11s, but there that was not the throw to make. And uh, he got lucky. Jason Moore was right there. So almost two interceptions by Easton stick. And I know people might want Easton stick gone tomorrow, but it's, it's not, you can't put the quick, the hook on him that quick. Just a bad day for Easton stick. I listen, I'm all two quarterback team, two quarterback, but um, I know, I know a lot of people are going to hate on Easton stick for his day today. Cause it was not good. And then the only other thing I got is, Joshua Palmer made a lot of his plays today. Him and Jalen Guyton were kind of cycling in from wide receiver three. Palmer made uh, the best of his opportunities, made a few catches. Uh, he flashed a couple times today, and that's pretty much it. I mean, this was one of the most anticlimactic day ones of training camp that I can remember. They had 
Lots of stretching, lots of individual drills. It was basically calisthenics all day today. They did two 11 on 11s on the far field, might I add. And I know they're not doing it for me. You know, not they don't do it for the people watching. They do it for them. And I'm sure they'll ramp up camp soon. But we got no seven on seven. We got no one-on-one going defensive line versus offensive line, which is one of the best drills to watch. And also the best to see who's going to win one-on-one and on an island. And then also no one-on-one corner versus wide receiver. None of that. No DB wide receiver drills. No uh, offensive line versus defensive line drills. Just 11 on 11. So offensive line and defensive line didn't really get a lot of work today, to be honest with you, because they didn't really go one-on-one. They couldn't make any plays. They couldn't go full lawn after a quarterback because you can't hit Justin Herbert or the wide receivers or the running back. So there's nothing for them to really do but try to get to the quarterback the best they could. And the fact that we weren't able to see any one-on-one drills was a bummer for us that were in the stands watching or on the field watching or wherever you were watching day one of training camp. So I'm sure they'll ramp it up, but that's all I got. That's the takeaways from day one. I uh, wish it would have been more fun, a, lot, a little bit more action. Uh, I didn't even get to see really special teams. You didn't really get to see who was fielding punts or who was playing gunner. They just had everybody out there. So um, that that was a bummer, but there was, there was a few things to take away from this. So, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, Make sure you join us. We're going to be out there next Sunday, August 7th, I believe is the date. Uh, Jamie and I will be there. It's a later practice. We're going to go to that uh, training camp. We'll tweet that out live when we're there, and then we're going to go get some pizza afterwards. Jamie tweeted out the name of the pizza joint. I can't remember. Original Pizza Bar and Grill, I think. Go join us there uh, August 7th next Sunday. So thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Well...